Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Brian Waddle and Jeremy Coney. Thanks to Sky Sports, because life needs more sport. Well, the test match has ended here at Bay Oval in a very good way for Kane Williamson to christen his home ground. He's led New Zealand to a victory. It wasn't always going to be a victory along the road because it was a tough-fought first couple of days when New Zealand got in a position that really they uh, they could have succumbed when uh, they were round about the 350 mark that England had scored. But they got through to 615 for nine. Today, New Zealand bowled England out for 197. They had three wickets last night. The wickets today, Denley of 74 and uh, Root 2. In fact, that's the wrong inning. So no wonder I've got Denley rather too many runs in this uh, test match. We'll give him another chance. 35. Leach was out last night for naught. Root, 11. Stokes, 28. Pope, 6. Butler was out for no score. And uh, the other players out. Archer for 30. And Broad without scoring. Curran, 29 not out. And for a while there, Curran and Archer looked as though they might be able to hold New Zealand out. But in the end result, New Zealand won the game. And Jeremy Coney, it's the the result of a lot of hard work by New Zealand through this test match and the, the discipline and determination they showed right through the test. The toss was quite important, Brian, I felt, in this match. Once England won that and made the right decision to bat, there was nothing wrong with that that decision at all. They just didn't happen to bat long enough and well enough in conditions that were benign. Uh, they got a decent kind of start without without really ever getting on top of the New Zealand bowling. Uh, and it wasn't until the second day that Southey started to really show his qualities and to cut through a, a sort of a three-wicket middle order uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of the English side. And suddenly they, they were 200 runs short and shy of where they could have been. I think Joe Root said that after the match. Uh, the New Zealanders were delighted that they were able to make that uh, assessment of the first innings and say, hey, now we've got a chance for ourselves to, to make a big total. And there are kind of some good things about the New Zealand top order. You could say some of the New Zealand batsmen got starts but didn't go on. But then, of course, the middle order, and like, unlike their counterparts for England, they made the most of it. And so that you got a, a 200, you got a big partnership with number six and number seven. Then number eight came in and he got a 100. And so on, it kept on going. So in the end, of course, uh, New Zealand made a huge total. And suddenly it was a three innings game. Yes, the concerns were before this test match started that Joffre Archer, Stuart Broad and the England bowling attack would be very demanding of New Zealand. Well, they were always going to be demanding, but 615 for nine says it wasn't demanding enough. Yeah, Archer had a pretty tough introduction, 42 or 43 overs, I think, uh, on a fairly unforgiving surface. We saw on the on the second day when not much was happening, there was a, some some tension between their team as to the contribution from different members. There was a, some untidy fielding as well, which kind of set the tone. And uh, they were lambasted. And, and Chris Silverwood, I think, on uh, one of the aftermatch, uh, after Inns Day commentary chats with Mr. Brian Waddle, um, was 
pretty unforgiving with his team. He, he protected them, he defended them, but I'm sure that wasn't what was being said in the change room. Um, he had every right to be disappointed with his charges and what they had provided because it just wasn't good enough. Um, but New Zealand, you know, they just, New Zealand almost played the perfect test match. There were the concerns that New Zealand would be batting last on it. And by batting so as big as they did, it only became a three innings match. New Zealand didn't have it easy with the ball either, did they? They had to work for what they got. I think all the bowlers had to work pretty hard. I think we heard from, you know, Neil Wagner at the end there how tired he was and how much work it was to. He was delighted with the way he was able to get wickets, in fact, on what was a very, you know, benign surface, a placid surface. And he said, I like to show my skills that I'm not just a one-trick pony, didn't he? And and he's right. He's right that that's exactly what you want as a player. Same as a batsman. You can bat on slow surfaces. You can bat on ones that turn. You can adjust your game and your craft if you're on one that's moving about. So that's that's really, in in the end, as you mature as a player, player, you want to be able to transport all your skills around in different parts of the world and put it on display. And so this was a pitch that was unlike New Zealand conditions for the first Mm. of a summer. It was dry, it was slower, it was benign, it cracked. And, and you know, that it's good that New Zealand team was able to come out and show they still had some skills. You can look at individual performances right throughout the game, and there are significant performances at various stages. But I think the one significant individual performance was the man of the match, BJ Watling. Yeah, he was exceptional at everything that he did. He kept very well in the first innings. Um, he set high standards, and then when he got the opportunity to bat, he was just gritty and determined and... Uh, unwilling to give the English any sniff of getting past him. And he got the best out of all the players that he batted with uh, throughout the rest of the innings. And he showed a real character, which I think the rest of the New Zealand team gathered around and they they essentially followed him for the tail half of that innings and set up the rest of the match. Did we see a new side of some individuals? Mitchell Santner, firstly with bat and with ball. He wasn't able to finish the job off that he started on day four but he would be able to reflect on a pretty impressive performance. Yeah, I I think that, well, certainly, first of all, with the bat, Brian, I think that he will become a lot more confident. I thought when he came out on the second day, after his innings towards the end uh, of one of the days, I can't remember exactly, was it the fourth day, perhaps? No, the third day. And he looked awkward, didn't he? He looked just out of place in his inability to handle the short-pitched ball. But... he then got through that, and I thought in the next day he actually got under and alongside the short pitch ball a great deal better. And we saw actually a player developing in front of us, I think, on that game. If he's able to re- you know, replicate that in other games, then he's learned something from this, I think. And he'll be able to point back at this match as being the one that he did. And to get to his maiden Test 100, I'm sure that gave his bowling some assistance, and to get the chance to bowl very early in the mm. last innings of the match, hey, I'm, at, I'm valued in this bowling resource, you know, I'm not being kept right to the end, and to fa- and the fact he's able to pick up wickets, uh, one right-hander and one left-hander, both the openers and that, with a newer ball, and it was bound, and it was turning for him, and I think he would have felt good going in today. Not so sure how he'll feel about at the end of the match. I think that there, it might be slightly mixed. He certainly created some chances out there today, and he was going past, and he'd occasionally hold his head in his hand saying, what do I have to do to get a wicket here? He's just going to keep going. I think that we saw that he was a bit full. I think we saw that he didn't give the ball enough. You want to be hitting to the top of a bat as a spinner, I think. In other words, you're giving the ball a chance to come to the bat. Hard on this pitch, though. 
Yeah, it was hard on a slower pitch, of course. If yeah. it's too short, then you get the you, guy can go back and hit that. But nevertheless, I just feel he didn't quite hit that length. Didn't try over the wicket. I think an, enough to the right to, to a right-hander to show us he could do that. Didn't bowl the other end. Yes. Now whether that's totally him, whether that's in concert with the captain, is another issue. So, I, so there are things we still need to know about Mitchell Santner. But what we did, and we saw a great catch, one-handed catch in the right hand, important catch. So he he brings a range of skills to the table. Did we see an evolving side of Colin de Grandholm with the bat? Yeah, I think uh, even B.J. Watling, I think, mentioned at the end there was a, a level of maturity from Colin de Gronholm's innings, which we haven't necessarily seen in the past. I know Andre Adams texted in Jason Pine's show this morning saying that Colin de Gronholm, while he doesn't say very much, he does actually think about the game a lot. And I think we're seeing now that de Gronholm's getting into sort of the you know, the, the mature years of, of his career, we're starting to see other forms of Colin de Gronholm innings. And um, the one that we saw in this test match was a, a good sign of that because we all know that he can play the explosive one in the same way that Ben Stokes can chop and change between the one that occupies the crease and the one that is more aggressive. We do need that out of Colin de Gronholm playing both forms. And we saw that today. And yeah, it sets him up well for the second test. Yeah, New Zealand have got to be satisfied with the, the way they've come out of this test match. They've uh, won a test match against uh, a pretty good England side, Two versus three, and so their position remains uh, the same in terms of the rankings at the moment. Not that that is significant, but the the level of opposition was of the highest quality. And, and while England have been well beaten, uh, they're a hard side to dispose of. They are, and you'd expect that with the resources that they have at their disposal. A very, very wealthy cricket country, uh, coaching facilities, and so on. So, and we've crushed them. Actually, an innings, an innings and 60 on a, on a benign pitch is a crushing. And so they can all feel very pleased with the way the, the week has gone. Now they, get, now they turn around and they work hard for the next. I know we've got a few little question marks about some of the, the fitness of some of the players. We'll just have to wait and see about that. But that group out there in those conditions did the business. Yes, indeed. And uh, we will probably investigate uh, the Trent Bolt, the Kane Williamson uh, injury, because he looked as though he was a bit uncomfortable. And uh, while you don't imagine he will uh, give up his job, side in the, uh, job on the side uh, readily, um, if, if the injury is uh, severe and he's, he's had time off because of it, then uh, we will have to just wait and see what that produces. We're going to uh, have uh, a few words from uh, various individuals shortly. Man of the match, BJ Watling, uh, Kane Williamson. We'll hear from Neil Wagner and also from uh, the England captain, uh, Joe Root. But let's just listen back to some of the highlights today as New Zealand finished off this test match in dismissing England for 197. Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Racine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand. Kane Williamson, congratulations. That's a good way to christen your new test pitch ground, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it's a superb spectacle. Um, yeah, certainly to, to be on the right side of the result, but I think it was a, a fantastic uh, game of cricket, you know, over the space of five days on a wicket that was wearing and going a little bit up and down, which is kind of what you want to see on, on day five. Um, it was brilliant, and there were some great crowds as well, so it was, um, it was pretty special on, on that part. But from, uh, from our team's perspective, it was uh, an outstanding effort to, 
to I guess lose the toss um, and, and restrict England to sort of that 350 mark. Um, although it's still a pretty good first inning score, you have to play extremely well to, to try and change that momentum. And, you know, those innings of BJ Watling and, and Mitch Santner um, and some other contributions amongst there to get us to a, a large first innings total was really the, the only thing that could give us the opportunity to to try and bowl at, at England on, on that wearing surface and um, you know just a, a huge amount of heart from those guys to make good decisions for, for such a long period of time and, and like I say a, a very special victory. And it was a while before you could get into a position where you might have even contemplated winning the game, you know, two and a half, three days. It was only the last couple of days you could contemplate that, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I, I think we know if um, the surface does age, which you kind of expect it to in test cricket, that things can happen quickly. But for us, I, I suppose batting second um, meant that the effort had to be huge, and, and that was to try and bat for 200 overs. It, it certainly wasn't the initial focus. We knew that that was a, a long, long way away. But... Um, for guys to make good decisions for, for such a long period of time to, to then give us that opportunity to, to try and bowl for a victory, um, like I say, after batting second, um, was a, a superb effort against a, a very, very strong England side. Five wickets today for Neil Wagner. Just turn things around when you wanted after the three last night for Mitchell Santner. Yeah, that's right. Um, a, an outstanding effort with um, sort of... Uh, Bowling resources were fairly thin today, um, so you know guys had to pick up a bit of slack. And and someone like Neil certainly not shy of uh, of bowling a few extra overs, and he's always he always demands it. Um, so today he didn't ever say in it. It was um, it was going to happen. And um, another, I, I guess another player that continues to show so much heart to keep pushing this team forward and um, a great effort to get Pfeiffer today. Um, you know mixed in with some outstanding batting performances as well. Finally, can I just ask you yourself, you went off when the game was oh. about to be decided? Yeah, well, it was, look, it was sort of looking like it was going to go a bit longer for a while, so I thought I'd try and get off and get a little bit of treatment on a, on a niggle, and then when I was about to come back out, um, which was great, and uh, we took the last couple of wickets. But, you know, a, a, a great game of cricket um, to be a part of, and an and outstanding effort from, from our guys, again, against a, a very strong England side. So we know that when we turn to Hamilton, it's going to be... A, a really tough battle as it always is against these guys and we'll have to uh, turn up and, and execute our plans and everything again. And could you give us an update on Trent? Um, not really. He's um, he's a bit sore um, and he'll go for a scan tomorrow and that's all I know. Congratulations. Cheers. Thank you. Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Rasine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand. Neil Wagner, Pfeiffer, when you start smelling blood, you go after it. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, feels pretty unreal, to be honest. Sort of haven't really sunk in yet. Um, sort of losing my voice a little bit, started yelling and, and trying to get the boys up. It was, it was tough work and tough graft, and um, I thought, you know, everybody dug in and, and played an exceptional part, an exceptional role, um, from the batting to the bowling to the fielding. Um, everybody just contributed, which is what we love about this team, and, um, yeah, a very satisfying win. For a while through the test, we were sort of saying, this is not Neil Wagner's type of pitch. Um, yeah, I... I don't know, I feel it's quite nice to actually finally get something that's a little bit different um, to obviously show you've got different skills and, and different ways of skimming the cat as well um, and not just being a one-trick pony, I guess, in some sort of way and you've got to play the conditions and, and this is nice to finally play on a wicket that we get in our home conditions that actually turns and plays a little bit different and, and has the odd cracks you've got to try and hit. Um, it had its, challenge, it had its, its challenges, um, it was hard to land on um, plates obviously moving, um, so your body took a bit of a shock and quite hard to actually get your timing right at the crease. So all the bowlers obviously struggled a little bit with it, but I think the, the pleasing thing is the way we go about it is try and make it work still. And with Timmy leading you know, from the front, um, it was yeah, pretty exceptional. 
the wicket of Joe Denley seemed to be a key one where you just nip the glove and that was rid of him because he'd batted a long time and was putting up a pretty solid looking uh, defence to the New Zealand attack. Yeah, I thought they all played pretty well to be honest. Um, they showed a lot of fight, they showed a lot of grit, um, they, they were prepared to, to get stuck in and hang around there. Um, we knew if the wicket is going to deteriorate a little bit more, a little bit more wear and tear is going to go up and down even more so it might you know, bring those dismissals in play and just had to be patient and make sure that they'd, they don't get away on us and don't lead too many runs. So I thought we did that you know, pretty well, um, but all the credit has got to go to BJ and, and and uh, and Santner, the way they batted, um, exceptional batting, and, and the, the you know patience they showed to get us in this position to set the game up nicely was was outstanding. Yeah, new territory for Mitchell Santner too. All the overs he had to bowl after scoring a first Test match hundred. I think he had a smile from year to year. If his ears weren't there, it would go right around. Um, <laughs> it, it was quite nice for him to get some conditions, which was nice to obviously accommodate him. And, and that's the thing about the team, you know, you got to be thinking about five days. You got to think about the horses for courses and, and how the wicket can deteriorate and. Um, those sort of guys can come into play and you have to have the right personnel up the sleeve and, and, and we know Mitch when he gets when he gets the ball um, he's ready to go and, and finally got you know something that worked for him which was quite pleasing. And finally BJ Watling, uh, he's just a special part of this New Zealand side isn't he? He is, he's just a fighter, just his whole temperament, the whole way he goes about things, even with the gloves, even behind the stumps, he's always positive, always comes and helps you out if you're bowling well or not bowling well, um, he's always there to support you. Um, heart and soul of this team, to be honest. Um, he's an absolute legend and champion and um, just absolutely stoked for him. He's one of those guys, I, I had to take a stump out and give it to him because he won't take it himself. And he refused to take it. I said, go give it to your boy, mate, because he will appreciate it a few years' time. So you have to force those sort of things down him. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to sit and have a beer with him and celebrate it. Yeah, well, you're probably going to need that if the throat's going. You need some lubrication, don't you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll tell you what. A <laughs> um, little bit tired, so I won't have too many. Um, short, short turnaround, a couple of days to... To obviously um, recover um, from some sore and, and stiff bodies, it was a, a heavy test match on a you know, pretty tough deck to obviously work as a bowler, um, but yeah, quite pleasing in the end, so really happy. Congratulations, well done. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Rosine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand. Bowls to Watling, he turns to backward square, they set off and they'll get home. The throw is late. BJ Watling. Is a double centurion in Test cricket. Two hundred not out. BJ Watling, uh, a man of the match performance from you. A bottle of champagne you can be able to share with the side tonight. Five hard days. Pretty satisfying. Uh, very satisfying. Um, it's obviously been a very tough Test match, and we had to fight our way back in. Um, and we had some outstanding contributions throughout this this Test. I think Waggy today was very special. Satin was extremely special, and. Uh, the way everyone contributed, the likes of Dutch in that first innings as well, it's, it's been a really uh, a team effort, to be honest. Yeah. Three wickets last night after a uh, first test century for Mitchell Santner really started things off for the side in the second innings of England, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it did, yeah. Um, they obviously had a good first hour. Um, I, I, it felt like there was going to be opportunities out there, though. I think the way Mitch bowled, there was, there was plenty happening. I mean, guys were getting in the helmet out of the rough and... Um, so we felt like opportunities were going to come if we stayed patient and, and bowled in some good areas, and uh, I thought the boys did that extremely well today. Yes, you talk about bowling in good areas, but the pitch too was wearing a little bit. How much did that play a part in terms of the overall bowling effort? I mean, yeah, it definitely did. It started to stay a bit lower, and uh, the occasional one obviously lifted a fraction, and, and which is good for a day five wicket. I, I think you hope for a bit of variation. Um, and we managed to get the lead that we wanted batting once in this test match, which was the, the ultimate goal. And we're able to, to attack um, today, which is very nice. 
with all the bowlers doing a good job and you, you look for key wickets, was there any one wicket that was a key wicket for you in the play today? Not talked about to be honest. Um, I think they're all key wickets to be fair. I think if someone gets in on there they can hang around for a long time and we saw the partnership between Stokes and Denley early on. It, it started to look a little bit niggly like it might be tough to, to get that one breakthrough. Um, but we managed to claw our way there and get Stokesy out, and then we started to get a little bang bang on. So, yeah. and about then, I guess you could look at it and say that you know we can finish this up this afternoon and get the outright. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to be hard work, and you could see just towards the end there with Archer and um, Curran playing quite well. Um, we knew it was going to be hard, so we're going to always be chipping away at it, and I don't think we ever let off, which is uh, a pleasing thing. I'm not being uh, rude in any way saying that you're not a man given to outward signs of emotion, but it must be quite emotional for you to have scored a double hundred uh, in this test match and been a catalyst to winning the game. That must be special for you. Yeah, I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I love scoring runs. Uh, I love playing for my country. So I definitely enjoyed it, but it would have really meant not a lot if uh, we hadn't got up today. So I'm proud of the way the boys turned up and, and we managed to take 10 wickets to win the test match. And when you look back at that first innings, it was the determination shown by you players down the order, a little bit, Mitchell Santner, Colin de Grandhomme, etc., that was basically the way New Zealand has formed their game to a certain extent in, in times past, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, different situations, yeah. yeah. I mean, Colin will play differently to what's required as well. I thought he played a very mature innings. With a, you know, He pulled a few shots back, but he did get us some momentum through that partnership. And then obviously the way Slinky fought through his tough periods and then came out the other end and we managed to cash in in, in the second session yesterday. So, I mean, it's very pleasing for these guys to be doing that and, um, and obviously to be at the right end of this result. Yeah, probably halfway through this test, an outright win to New Zealand didn't look as odds-on as it did today. You really had to battle for it. Yeah, we did, we did. Uh, I think we knew it was a pretty even day on day one and, and England were probably just ahead of us. Um, but that, that morning that we came out and managed to get them to 350 and take those six wickets, I think that was pretty crucial as well. And I think the way the boys kept coming, kept looking to take some poles without being too too aggressive and leaking runs was, was perfect for the way this test match ended up. Just finally, I don't know whether you know, but ha- Trent Bolt, is he OK or is he going to have to go undergo a, a scan, I understand? Uh, I'm not 100% sure it's there. I think he's got something hurt and, yeah, we'll monitor him overnight. <laughs> Congratulations, well done. Go enjoy the champagne. Awesome, cheers, Wads. Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Rosine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand. Well, Joe, what's your reaction to that? Did New Zealand show you how to do it? You talked about it's a new way of playing. Did they show you how to do it? In many ways, they did, yeah. Um, and I thought there were areas that we were very good at. We just need to do them for longer. Um, I thought the first, first day's cricket was, was good. We found ourselves in a good position. Um, and then we let them back in. Um, you look at the two innings in comparison, and the difference being they had a guy going and get a double hundred and a hundred, um, and we had three guys make very good fifties. Um, you've just got to make sure that you know, one of those does make it really count, and the other one backs it up ably. And if we have four fifty, five hundred on the board, that's almost like a one less wicket to get. It puts a lot more pressure on the other side, and the game looks very different. So. Um, We've got to learn from that. As I say, it's not going to happen overnight. It's very different to the, the style of cricket we've had to play because of the surfaces back home for some time now. Um, and we just got to make sure that we, we turn up uh, being able to harness that and, and, and take it forward again at Hamilton. Was it doubly frustrating to lose that game because it was such a benign pitch for the most part? 
Yeah, it was frustrating, and especially when we, we feel like we had chances to to really push push the game on. Um, there was a period in, in their innings as well where we, we got them four down and you know five down. You're looking at that and you think, well, we've got an opportunity now really to, to make good inroads um, and just didn't quite manage to do that. But again, you've got to give credit to a side that's played very well and, and made the most of what is a, a very good wicket. Um, and then today on, a, on a, a fifth day pitch, there was obviously a little bit more to handle. Did you expect to survive today? Yeah, uh, that was what we said at the start of the day. You know, I expect us to get get through today and make sure that we we can go and, and win the game at Hamilton and win this series. But fortunately, it wasn't the case. Um, probably some disappointing dismissals in there today. Uh, but again, you look at someone like Joe's innings and um, you have to give him a huge amount of credit. I think throughout the whole game, he's played exceptionally well and was feel hard done by today with the way he got out. What about your own uh, batting? You've made a technical change. Have you fully grooved it yet? Do you feel fully confident in the change that you've made? Yeah, look, you're always tinkering. You're always trying to improve your game and, and stay on top of certain areas. Um, and, and that's been the case for the last five years. Um, it's easy to bring it to attention now, and I've got a couple of low scores in, in the recent past. But uh, I'll continue to keep working hard. I'll continue to keep trying to get better every day. And... Um, I know that a score's around the corner. I know that I've got it in the bank and I've, I've done it before and um, just have to keep trusting and believing in my game. The stats seem to suggest that the captaincy is affecting your batting. What do you say to that? I say that's an e- easy thing to look at. Um, and, and sometimes players go through phases of, of their career where they, you know, they're not as consistent as make the scores that they would like. And um, you know, that, that seems to marry up the fact that I've, I've taken on the captaincy. And... Um, it, wouldn't it even be a, a question if it was the start of a different phase of um, of my career. So, you know, I, I'm not too worried about it. Um, I know that it's obviously frustrating, and in this game in particular, I found two dreadful ways to get out, um, but I'm not far away. Do you feel under pressure as a captain? Out in the field, 201 overs, the, the focus is on you, the bowlers struggling to take wickets. Well, it, was, it seems to me like you think I am under pressure, um, but no. No, I, I think that it's a challenge out here. We, we found ourselves on a very flat wicket and uh, against a good side that have played well. And you know, we'll continue to keep trying to find ways of, of making inroads on, on surfaces like this. Um, but, you know, again, credit has to go to, to two guys that played really well. And, and it just highlights the fact that when we do get chances in the game, whether it be in the field or with the bat, that we have to take them and we have to drive the game forward. Um, and make advantage of, of what was some really good hard work on the first day. Does this feel like a good lesson for the many young players you've got on your side, that this is how you do it? In many ways, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think the most important thing for them is to not look too deeply into this and not get too down about it um, and get too frustrated. And, and almost the, the, the fatigue that goes with being in the field for 200 days, the emotion that goes with that, take that into the next game. I think being very clear, drawing a line under it, understanding how how things have gone and where we can make little improvements but also being aware of the good stuff that we've done and that we have made a quite a big shift and mental uh, approach to how we want to play our cricket and give that time to work um, and, and be patient with that. And you know, I feel like we, we're not far away. We're not far away at all. But um, you know, we're going to have to continue to keep working hard and make sure that we're doing everything we can um, you know, to follow that through. Radio Sports Summer of Cricket, the podcast with Routine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand.